haven't taken any time off since my birthday. Of course, we had 4th of July off, but I haven't taken any time off since then. Most everybody else on my team has taken weeks off, days off, whatever. And so my boss is like, you should probably start taking some of your PTO. And I went to say less. Is your boss my boss? Because she looked at me the other day like, you have how many hours in the paid time off? And I'm like... I had to whisper. I was like, two weeks worth. She was like, ma'am, I'm going to need you to go ahead and figure out when you want to take. I'm like, November. I'll take November. I'll take a week before we go on holiday break if I have to. Oh, no. Mm. Three weeks of work off paid. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I well, I'm taking time off in September at the end of September for when my book comes out. So, mm-hmm. so that was another thing too, because he was trying to get me to take it all, like just you know take as much time as you need now. And I went, sir, sir, I have a plan. September. So, right. um, yes, I'm off tomorrow. I have therapy. Mm-hmm. I have a business meeting for authoring stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I am going to do me like I'm gonna go shopping maybe I'm gonna just get I'm gonna get a bougie coffee yes spend eight dollars on a cup of coffee somewhere I spent eight dollars on the smoothie the other day and no regrets it was so good sometimes yeah you just gotta treat you just gotta treat yourself so I guess uh in the spirit of treating ourselves you see how Mm -hmm. I segue here we're going to yes. intro the show because we have some good treats for you on this episode. So welcome to the Horror Holo Support Group podcast, y'all. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We are the horror podcast for the everyday horror addict. We talk about books, we talk about movies, shows, basically anything horror. And um, I'm one of your hosts, Amanda, who is now about to embark on a three-day weekend, and I have orange nails. And I am joined by my good sis, the just clad in black the beautiful the wonderful samara thank you thank you for that lovely introduction i'm mm-hmm. samara i am a black woman wearing glasses and curly black hair pulled into a high puff ball and like amanda said wearing black i'm trying i'm trying to be like you know in- inclusive mm. trying to describe myself for people it's something i'm working on Hopefully, I will keep this up on the podcast. Um, But yeah, so today, like Amanda said, we have some treats for you. Mm -hmm. Um, We we have this, I guess we can call it, um, if you like this film, then you'll like this book. Yeah. Or novel or novella, whichever one you want to call it. Um, And this has been floating around a lot, like, especially on YouTube. I've seen people recommend um, books that feel like a24 films mm. and i'm like i don't know if i uh some of them okay yeah but most of them no like if someone if, if someone were to give me a book and goes you know it reads like an a24 film i would probably be like no thanks because i'm mm. actually not that big of a fan of a24 films i did not yeah i'm one of the few people there's only very few that i like um i liked midsummer mm-hmm and uh, I f- haven't seen X yet, but I feel like I will like X. And that's about it because I saw Hereditary and I think I'm the only person in the world who was like, 
shit was weak. Like it was weak sauce. It was not scary. I will say I enjoyed Hereditary for one of the most iconic monologues I've seen in recent history. That's, I mean, Tony Collette's monologue. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Iconic. If I was to ever do like a spoken word lip sync, that would probably be the thing that I would do. But aside from that, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. it, The thing about it is the, the part where she's banging her head against the, the door and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was like, okay, creepy. I wouldn't say it was scary, but it was mm-hmm. more I'm watching that scene like, what are you doing? Yeah. But that's in this upcoming movie. Was it Pray for the Devil or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which has me side eyeing that movie because I'm like, the banging of the head thing is like pretty popular. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like I, I still enjoyed myself watching Hereditary. It just wasn't scary, and I just, I just remember people being like, "This movie was the scariest thing I've ever seen." And I'm just sitting there like, is Insidious a joke to you? Is The Exorcist a joke to you? Like just a million movies like I could think of that were way scarier than Hereditary. And I'm like, this is, this is, you guys are lying. You must be new. You must have just got eyeballs because this is not scary. This is just, it was like my eyes squinted to the side like what's happening? Like the whole movie was like, what's going on? So I liked The Witch. I will also say I liked that. I, but I think for me, it depends on what you mean by like. Do you like it from a horror aspect or do you like it from the, the movie experience, right? Because mm-hmm. to me, Midsommar was scarier than Hereditary yeah. in part because it was all happening in daylight. In daylight and you're, yeah. we're used to seeing horror at night and um, you expect to be a little scared at night. Mm-hmm. But for all this stuff to be happening in the middle of the day, you're just like, um, I'm not safe. Yeah. It, it fosters that unsafe feeling. I think the witch had a very similar vibe because a lot of it did happen during the day. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I think, I just like the witch. I think it's a well-written and well-done movie. I don't, yeah. I'm not scared by it. But yeah, I enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, I think oh, with Midsummer. The reason why it's it like played on a very specific fear for me, which is my fear of cults. Um, <laughs> this will never happen to me because I'm not that naive. But who knows? But cults scare the crap out of me. I've always been afraid of like right. somehow falling into one. And that specific cult was like, Mm-mm, y'all like to dance with death, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, should we get into it? We have we each have five film. Like if you like this film, read this book, Rex. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off tomorrow? Okay. Um, watch. I'm like I'm like I wasn't all like no you should go no you should go. I'm like okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that means was... you have some good ass Rex too. If you're just like let me let me get started. Don't tell um, me. So I'm gonna say this. If you like Scream, I'm talking about the first one. Then I think you'll love My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. Mm, Just because choice. they both kind of play on specific characters in it who are horror movie fans and who play by specific, like they play by specific horror movie rules. 
like the main character in my heart is a chainsaw she's constantly talking about like well if this were a horror movie then so-and-so would be the final girl and so-and-so would be the killer and blah 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 blah. like she has a very specific specific wow specific set of rules on how this horror film is supposed to play out for her and it's the same thing in scream like um the geeky friend i can't think of his name right now and i I, jamie kennedy i believe plays yeah him randall randy 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 let me yeah icing up the name there we go randall (laughs) (laughs) so yeah randy is that character he's like look we're currently in a horror film any one of us could be the killer nobody has a real alibi and here are the rules like we're in a horror film don't tell us you'll be right back when you leave to get beer because you won't be like those types of things it just i just thought it was really funny how they both had like very similar themes around that like around the horror film rules and just like Mm -hmm. referencing so many different horror films throughout history and so I think if you like that part of Scream then you'll definitely like My Heart's a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones also support Native authors please thank you yes and support more than Stephen Graham Jones because he's not the only one in the game no so do that research as well and I'm saying that to to the reader, to the readers, to the listeners, and also to myself. Um, well, my rec is if you like the show Evil, which I do, it's probably one of my favorites out there right now. You will like Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. So, um, if you haven't seen the show Evil, it basically follows a priest who is Mike Holter of Luke Cage, so a very, very good-looking priest. Um, with a forensic psychologist and a tech handyman person. And they are basically very X-Files, but make it demons and angels and ghosts and shit, right? So they're constantly getting these cases from the church is getting these cases and they're determining if it's, if it's demonic, if it's angelic, if it's something else. And the thing I like about this show is that it's not fully trying to be like all of these things. It, it leaves a lot of things ambiguous to where some things it could be that could be a ghost that could be a demon or this could be something else. And sometimes you get confirmation like, no, this person's house wasn't haunted. They were just pretending it was a possession to for TikTok, basically. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 smart things like that where it leaves things ambiguous in terms of possession and whatnot. And the character development is great. The chemistry is great. Both the male leads are very good looking. So that also helps. And, and I will say shout out to the person doing the score because it has one of the best intros, like sound, you know, musical intros Mm -hmm. of any show I've seen. Nice. So if you like, the is it a possession or is it mental illness is it in somebody's mind or are they fake in the funk you'll like head full of ghosts because that's the element of this book that is still in my mind every time I listen to the audiobook and read it that I still can't pin down so if you haven't heard of head full of ghosts by Paul Tremblay it is basically following a family where uh, they end up on this show about called a possession and the book follows this family as the oldest daughter Marjorie 
um, is either possessed or potentially suffering from like severe mental illness. The family's on hard times, so they sign up to be on the show, which only lasts a handful of episodes before things go sideways. So we're reading and picking up the narrative with Mary, the younger sister, maybe 10 years after the events of the possession. And she's being interviewed by journalists on like, oh, the 10 years, nostalgia, cult classic. So you you have also that element of um, news journalists, like Fangoria style. I think it specifically says she writes for Fangoria in the book. Journalist in the book. So it's that mixed media aspect as well. And again, I, I've read it and listened to the book multiple times. And I still can't firmly figure out if, yes, she was possessed or if she was uh, faking it or if it was uh, mental illness or what. So I think if you like that ambiguity and mounting terror, then you'll like Headful of Ghosts. Nice. That's on my TBR. I'm, I literally have the, the um, library books in my living room that I need to be reading before I got to take it back for sure. Head full of ghosts is like up there for me. I can't wait to read it. Um, so my next uh, rec would be um, if you like The Witch, then you'll love The Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson. I think just because oh, yeah. they both take place in like what looks to be the 1700s 1800s um, in a small secluded like town I think the witch is even is even more secluded Mm -hmm. because the family gets kicked they like leave their settlement due to religious differences they were like nah we don't want to follow this whatever he is pastor it's just not working for me and my family and so they're kind of like exiled and then they have to live on their own and with like their family and things like that whereas in the year of the witching it's a small cutoff community very mm-hmm. religious. I don't know what kind of religion it's supposed to be, but it's a weird one. Um, and they live on the edge of this basically cursed forest that they're not allowed to go into. Um, and, you know, people are like, there be witches in the woods on both ends, you know? <laughs> um, lots of creepy things happen, I believe, in The Witch. Um, it all started when her baby sibling was taken and killed by the witch in the woods. And then in The Year of the Witching, we have our main character who, for some odd reason, has to go into the woods. And there she actually like runs into mm-hmm. the witches and whatnot. And it's all very creepy, all very secluded, all way back in the past. I'm talking bonnets and petticoats past. And they both, both of them, the movie and the book, equally creepy, equally like gothically oh, yeah. just like delicious you know if you're into mm-hmm. that type of thing so highly recommend you know if you read if you watch the witch read the year of the witching if you've read the year of the witching watch the witch right yeah the year of the witching is one of my like favorite reads this year I cannot wait to read alexis henderson's new book house of hunger oh my god um cannot wait. i pre-ordered it already did so. you mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't wait yeah, I'm excited. Um, okay, so uh, my rec is if you liked the movie Get Out, which I am 
quite certain you have seen. <laughs> um, you will like Lakewood by Megan Giddings. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm sure many people have heard of this book. Um, she has a new title coming out soon called A Women Could Fly. It's out. It, it came is out. out. It came out Tuesday. Wonderful. So mm-hmm. I will be buying that tomorrow. Okay, so um, just so read the synopsis of Lakewood. So a startling debut about class and race, Lakewood evokes a terrifying world of medical experimentation. Part The Handmaid's Tale, part The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. So when Lena Johnson's beloved grandmother dies and the full extent of the family debt is revealed, the Black millennial drops out of college to support her family and takes a job in the mysterious and remote town of Lakewood, Michigan. On paper, her new job is too good to be true. High paying, not out of pocket medical expenses, a free place to live. All Lena has to do is participate in a secret program and lies to her friends and family about the research being done in Lakewood. An eye drop that makes brown eyes blue, a medication that could be a cure for dementia, golden pills promise to make all bad things go away. The discoveries made in Lakewood, Lena is told, will change the world. The consequences for the subjects involved could be devastating. As the truths of the program reveal themselves, Lena learns how much she's willing to sacrifice for the sake of her family. So... Can I just say, though, real quick, that that um, comparison to The Handmaid's Tale, they definitely pulled that out of their asses because it's nothing like The Handmaid's Tale. Like, nothing. Um, I, I really want people to divest from comparing things to The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want people to divest from The Handmaid's Tale altogether. If I'm I also being want real. people to divest from any black thriller saying it's like get out because they're not all like get out. Like Oh, drag me, drag me. <laughs> they're not all like get out <laughs> at all. Every single time. <laughs> it's time to divest. What do you mean drag you? Did you do that? I just said get out. Like I dead ass just said that this is like okay. get out. Well no, it says on I thought you were reading the thing because it says on Lakewood that um, it's no. like get out you know so it's um i've heard other people compare like what to get out and on the it's, amazon i'll take it was. yeah i'll take it though yeah. it is like there are some similarities but they really reached and i'm talking about like reached like go go gadget arms for the handmaid's <laughs> tale because it's nothing like the handmaid's tale they well, just I were think- like trying to get attention yeah, so I've been having like really interesting as a sidebar conversations with a fellow authors, like fellow black authors, especially about how we compare and like comparison titles and comp titles. There was this whole huge like book Twitter moment where this lady tried to fix her mouth to say that if you can't think of comp titles for your book, then you're not well read, then you're lazy and you're disrespectful. Like a, a shitty take, right? Wow. Shit take. Because, again, it ignores the layers of privilege. It ignores uh, ableism. It ignores racism. And how a lot of times when you talk about comp titles, like you have to think about if you have a marginalized identity. And this lady basically was like, oh, if you're – think about your character's race or marginalization or underrepresentation, I'll say, as just where they live. Think about them being Black. They just happen to be from Kansas. It's not their whole, you know, story theme. And it was like, girl, if you... Mm, 
Tell me <laughs> you don't know any black people without telling me you don't know any black. Jesus Christ. I just, I don't understand it. <laughs> so, I, so, you know, to your point about people reaching and wanting to compare things, especially by black creators to each other, just on the slightest little note or compare things that have one little small aspect to like mm-hmm. something the when it's not even remotely similar it can be <laughs> very difficult especially when we're talking about books by black authors other authors of color lgbtq authors things mm-hmm. like that yeah they they love it they just keep doing it's just a recycling of the same i'm like stop 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 i will want to read it without this I promise. Like, if the book description on the back or inside cover is banging, like, I'm going to want to read it. I don't care what mm-hmm. you compare it to. I'm probably going to read it. Let's just go there. <laughs> right. But again, in this instance, the reason why I compared it to Get Out is the medical experimentation aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, it happening to Black bodies specifically them being millennials, which I think is important because, you know, a lot of horror is, is like younger, younger adults. And so mm-hmm. the characters being millennials felt important as well. So I think there's a lot of reasons why. And the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks, I think is probably also apropos that, for this. Yeah, definitely. So I guess if you, I'll say in quotes, enjoyed the book slash, uh, I think it was movie it might have been a documentary or something yeah yeah so if you enjoy if you enjoyed learning about that because i can't say like enjoyed that if you enjoyed learning about that then you'll probably enjoy liquid yeah yeah you're spot on you just gotta like go to get out and handmaid's tale title (laughs) right we gotta we gotta find something else y'all okay so my next one is um, if you like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, or actually any of them, because they all do the same shit like over and over, but I'm here for it each and every time. Like, I don't care. <laughs> um, if you like any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres, then I think you'll love Can't Slaughter by Sergio Gomez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because like, more specifically, if you like Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, then you'll definitely like Camp Slaughter. Because um, we get, basically in Camp Slaughter, it's like, if we took Leatherface and made him the main character, like gave him a whole POV, this is the book, like right here for you. Um, We have Leatherface who takes the faces of his victims and puts it on his own. And then we have Varias Caras, we've talked about Camp Slaughter on here before, who Mm -hmm. also takes the faces of his victims and makes a mask out of it. He has multiple masks, unlike Leatherface. I think Leatherface is more like opportunity mask maker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you want to hear more about Camp Slaughter, we did a whole episode review. So check that Mm -hmm. one out. Yeah, this is a great recommendation pairing for sure. And that's my, my, like one of my favorite types of horror is definitely the slasher. Like he ain't talking, he just killing. And I'm like, I'm here for it. Strong silent type. Yes, it is one of, it's actually our favorite type of horror because Mm -hmm. we just recently dropped the episode uh, last week about our horror rankings Mm -hmm. and Slasher, to spoil, came in very high. Not going to say what position it was in, 
Mm-mm. But slashers came in pretty high on our list. Yeah. And if you want to know, it's titled, It Was the Best of Horror. It was the worst of horror. Which is. Cities. <laughs> made me chuckle. A heart, I gave a hearty chuckle as I saw that, that come across my Spotify this morning. My brain at 7 a.m. with coffee is just like, go back to bed, girl, but also, hee <laughs> hee. Uh, I love that. Um, so my uh, rec is next rec. If you like Ginger Snaps, specifically Ginger Snaps Back, you will love a book called Slice of Cherry. So Ginger Snaps, that's a, I believe it was a two-part series. You got two sisters. There's werewolves. They are kind of weird together, and that's kind of what that is right Mm -hmm. it's on Tubi just to wreck if you haven't seen it or seen it in a while but um Slice of Cherry is a book by Dia Reeves and I'm going to read you the synopsis so Kit and Fancy Cordell are sisters of the best kind best friends best confidants and best accomplices the daughters of the infamous Bonesaw Killer Kit and Fancy are used to feeling like outsiders, and that's just the way they like it. But in Portero, where the weird and wild run rampant, the Cordell sisters are hardly the oddest or most dangerous creatures around. It's no surprise when Kit and Fancy start to give in to their deepest desire, the desire to kill. What starts as a fascination with slicing open and stitching up quickly spirals into a gratifying murder spree. Of course, the sisters aren't killing just anyone. Only the people who truly deserve it. But the girls have learned from the mistakes of their father and know that a shred of evidence could get them caught. So when Fancy stumbles upon a mysterious and invisible doorway to another world, she opens up a door to endless possibilities. Dot, dot, dot. I love a good, like, cliffhanger blur. What do they call that? Ellipses? or Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That is also now officially on my Goodreads TBR. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it had me at murder spree and then it kept me at like door to a new world because I love me a good like portal but it's not like a portal fantasy it's a portal horror fantasy mm-hmm. this is different and um, is this an author of color this is a black author yes okay definitely yes. adding that like well I already added it but definitely it's, it's coming up for me because I always want to read some good black horror for sure. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, so this next one, and you and I both love this book. Um, but if you like The Conjuring, you'll love The Good House by Tanana Reef Do. Mm-hmm. Conjuring is like one of my favorite in the Ed and Lorraine universe, <laughs> Ed and Lorraine mm-hmm. Warren universe. Um, the Conjuring, I believe it takes place. It's a typical haunted, like, possession story, right? A young family, you know, um, white family moves into a home that's got some weird shit going on. It definitely, there's, like, a demonic um, presence there. And, of course, they can't leave because all their money's tied up in the house. Which, as I get older, I understand that so much more now. Then when I was a yeah. kid, like, why don't you just move? It's like, um, where are we going to go? About to fight this <sighs> demon because it's me or you, buddy. I can't leave. This is my house. I can't go nowhere. I get that right. now. 
<laughs> so, so yeah. Um, and the mom ends up becoming possessed by the entity that's been dwelling in the house. Um, and now we've got, you know, the good house by Tanana Rudu in which, um, the entity wasn't in the house before, but something actually happens to where it embeds itself into the home and mm-hmm. attacks um, the son of uh, the owner, right? When she goes back there, it's a family home. They've been there for years, but something, ha- I can't really tell you guys, cause I just feel like it's going to ruin it, but something happens with her son um, and she traces it back to some demonic force that's been, essentially like stalking her family line for years Mm -hmm. but like yeah if you like creepy ass houses and possessions and demonic shit like definitely read um the good house by by tanana redu first of all she writes bangers like i haven't read a bad book by her yet and i don't think Mm -hmm. i will so no i she's somebody who i want to meet i think one of my author goals is to be able to meet her and just i would love to take one like a lecture Right. Like be Listen in the front. Listen to their podcast. That's, but I want to be in the room where it happens, in the words of Hamilton. True. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'd love to meet her. For sure. You know, when, when um, I think as an author, it's always, what are your goals? And who would you want to work on your, if, if options happen? I, for mm-hmm. sure. And also, why yeah. haven't any of her movie, like any of her books, been made into movies yet? Like, I really think I'm the Good House option. would make a great movie. I feel like Fledgling. I feel like Fledgling or the Good House was optioned, but I think it fell through, Dang. or it's still kind of floating out there. That's I one s- of the things that her and her husband talk about on their podcast. Yeah, I think the Good House would make it over Fledgling by Octavia Butler just because you're dealing with like an immortal who's what a hundred years old or so who looks like a nine-year-old right and there's some some inappropriate shit happening in that book which is why I put it down and I just I don't know how they would they would probably have they would have to age her up is what will have to happen look people will be upset about aging up because you heard people getting upset about the aging up of Claudia well also because they made her black yeah, that too. Well, I feel yeah, like if they just—I feel like if they just aged her up, they wouldn't have. There wouldn't have been all this hullabaloo. But they also made her black, and they were just like, eh, "This Negro, right? Get this Look. jigaboo away from me!" Not, not. <laughs> this is a white party. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I could think of was when like racist as fans come for a character that is now no longer white they're asian they just be like didn't anybody tell you this was a white party a white party like that's all i could think of i'm thinking of joanne the scammer get out of my caucasian house <laughs> you gotta laugh to keep from crying man <laughs> the ridiculousness of it all i'm 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 going to tune in i'm going to cheer and watch it and then oh, yeah. when um her next is a TV show. So when her next TV show for the Mayfair Witches comes out, I'm going to cheer that shit on too. Cause I love me some Anne Rice. Oh yeah. Um, interview with the vampire. It was a huge thing for my mom and my brother. So I'm like, we're going to have a watch party. Mm-hmm. You're going to accept it. Cause this is what's going to happen because we all read the books. We talked about it at length, especially when I was in middle school, this is going to mm-hmm. happen. So 
It's happening for all of us. Mm-hmm. I bet you. Are you going to have a watch party with your mom? I feel like that. I feel that in my spirit. Like, yeah. My saying? mom and I, <laughs> it can't be called watch parties when we are each other's movie buddy. Like, we literally sat on her couch on Saturday, this past Saturday, and watched three horror movies and three episodes of the new Resident Evil on Netflix. Mm-hmm. We, what horror <laughs> movies you watch? We ended up watching Prey on Hulu because mm-hmm. I happen to have Hulu and she doesn't, but I guess now she has it. Because I had to log in. <laughs> um, uh, we ended up, after that, we ended up watching The Black Phone because I hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. And she insisted. She was like, you got to watch it. And my dad bust out the room like, yeah, you got to watch it. So I'm like, okay, both of you are in my face. Not your dad just eavesdropping. He does. He'll, he'll be like, he'll like he's like, you got to watch it. Like, they both insisted. And I was like, damn, you both really like this. If he liked it, then I know it's good. So watch that and then end up watching the movie with Sandra O. Oh, Oma. Oh, how was that? It was creepy as hell. It was creepy. Like But was, was it good though? I enjoyed it, yeah. I okay. enjoyed it. It just, you know, that trauma. I like there's like some nice little family trauma wrapped up in, you know, the horror element. Um her mom wore like the traditional clothing, Korean clothing, hanbok. And there will be moments where all you can see is like the white collar of the hanbok, like in the background when it's dark. And I was like, <gasps> scared of a dress, like child. <laughs> I love that. I'm, a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm going to, because that is one of my favorite things to, mm-hmm. to read and see is when you just see not even a whole person, but mm-hmm. just a little portion. Yeah. Oof. And Sandra Oh is an, is an amazing actress, so I had to see my girl. Yeah, of course. In a horror film. It was good. I can't wait. Um, okay, so my next rec is if you liked Hereditary, you'll love a book called Old Farmer's Road by Isayan Morrison. So Old Farmer's Road is mysterious deaths have plagued the desolate, swamp-filled area of Old Farmer's Road for decades. After moving to Minneapolis, Cecilia is befriended by Isaac and Elsie, siblings who have kept a dark secret hidden about their past for countless years. As her body is taken over by a demonic force, she finds herself an Impa, a rare and supernatural creature who lives off the flesh and essence of her victims to stay alive. With the bloated bodies and missing teens beginning to resurface, the voice of the ratchet old farmer's voice inside her head begs for just one more. Consumed in the macabre environment, the urge to feed takes control not only over her body, but her soul. Soon Cecilia comes to a realization that giving the voice exactly what it wants will never be enough. So, of course, you know, for me... I was like, if you like hereditary, you like this because family secrets, because mm-hmm. supernatural pe- beings taking you over and maybe you don't fully know what the fuck is happening. Mm. I mean, who would, right? So um, definitely think that this is something you'll enjoy. We have it on our list for the book club. So if you do want to read it, then join our book club. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The link to our Discord in our Twitter and Instagram bios, but Old Farmer's Road for sure, highly recommend it. Yeah, we still got to get to that. We definitely got to get to that. I've been wanting, 
gotta let me i'm gonna try to remember to like throw it up there one of these days when it's appropriate you know for us to read it yeah well i'm enjoying our current read which is on sunday she picked flowers by yaya showfield i'm enjoying our current read i'm so. caught up for where we need to stop you know and talk about for this mm-hmm. saturday because i couldn't stop reading it and i went to work and my <laughs> my co-worker Rumi read it already and they were like bitch yes let me tell mm-hmm. i walked in and was like Rumi, and they were like it's wild i know i'm like oh my god it's so good <laughs> yeah this is i mean i love it i love her voice and um just for the interactions I've had with this author, she's a they're a total sweetheart. So mm-hmm. I'm um, enjoying it immensely. It's dark, like it's everything I wanted. Like whim, it's whimsical but dark mm-hmm. in a way. Like so weird, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so if again you want to hear about that book, join the book club. We will also be doing a review episode mm-hmm. on on Sunday. She picked flowers, probably the beginning of September. Yeah. So stay tuned. Definitely. Um, okay, so my last one, and it's kind of a banger because I had to really think for this one. So if you like Tales from the Hood, more specifically the episode with the creepy ass dolls yes. that came out of the picture, the creepy slave dolls. Yes. Um, and apparently that episode is called KKK Comeuppance. I didn't know it had a name until I looked on Wikipedia and it told me. Um, And if you don't know what that is, like I said, there is a a man by the name of Duke who is super racist. One time, like at one point, he was part of the Ku Klux Klan. um, And now he's running for, you know, governor and he buys this plantation house. And the community is like, what what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're white, you're racist, and you're living in this plantation house. And, you know, of course, most of the protesters are black. And they just are like, we know who you are do not vote for this man. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, he stays in the home and the home is haunted and he starts to get his comeuppance when the enslaved dolls pop out of the painting and like tear his evil racist white ass up. And I love it. Right. So if you like shit like that, like evil racist white people getting their comeuppance, then definitely read when the reckoning comes by mm-hmm. Latanya McQueen. Cause that's all this motherfucking book is. And I love it. We have white people getting what they deserve. We have blood. We have ghosts, just like a, in a creepy ass plantation house. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have not read this book, but I remember that episode distinctly. Sales <laughs> <laughs> from the Hood is so good. I can't. It is iconic. So good. Um, and the, the doll, <laughs> yes, the doll episode for sure. I specifically remember <laughs> the music, right? And I thought it was. I always thought it was really creepy when he hit the picture, and you know, the old lady that's sitting in the rocking chair. He hits the picture, hits her in the mouth, and comes away bloody on her mouth in the picture. That part creeped me out so much. I was like, why right. is the picture bleeding? Why is the picture bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, all right. So my final rec is um, I'm going to say in a similar vein. It's in a similar vein. So you know what? We are ending same vibe. 
here. Okay, good. We're here. So if you like Lovecraft Country, the show, you'll love Ring Shout by P.J. Clark. And I'm going to put some on it, add a little addendum to this, his short story, Night Doctors, which is, I think, a companion to Ring Shout. Okay. Yeah. I can't even tell you how masterful an author P. J. L. A. Clark is. He's so good. Uh, Ring Shout is an amazing. Uh, I think it's more of a novella, right? It's a little mm-hmm. shorter. It's a novella. Um, but it is is so good, and so is a Night Doctor. So for those of you who haven't read it, haven't heard of it, um, let me just read you the synopsis right quick, okay? So. In America, demons wear white hoods. In 1915, the birth of a nation casts a spell across America, swelling the clan's ranks and drinking deep from the darkest thoughts of white folk. All across the nation, they ride, spreading fear and violence among the vulnerable. They plan to bring hell to earth, but even Ku Kluxes can die. Standing in their way is Maurice Boudreaux and her fellow resistance fighters, a foul-mouthed sharpshooter, and a Harlem Hellfighter. Armed with blade, bullet, and bomb, they hunt their hunters and send the clan's demons straight to hell. But something awful is brewing in Macon, and the war on hell is about to heat up. Can Maurice stop the clan before it ends the world? So, I need not read more. And so I, just, I just feel like the description on the book does not do the novella justice. Like, you really don't know what you're getting yourself into when you read this book it is so good and night doctors chef's kiss like it was the creepiest shit <laughs> mm-hmm. when it ended i was like that was amazing i won't be reading that again though because like <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so night doctors is pj clark's uh it's a short story by him and it's in i think the same universe mm-hmm. it follows a different character and my my God, yeah, it is such a creepy short story, and definitely, it's a kind that sticks with you, mm-hmm. sticks on your ribs, which is good, yeah. you know, when you want horror. So definitely check those out, especially if you were somebody who enjoyed the show Lovecraft Country mm-hmm. and uh, wanted more of it, from it, both, either. Definitely. That was that was really good though, that comparison. Yeah. Like that I, that's a good one. I hope I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to redeem myself, couldn't just be comparing everything to get out, as you said earlier in this episode. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, though, like on the book it says in the vein of get out and like they all right stamped on the damn book get out i was like oh girl you know they also did that to the other black girl and that book Mm -hmm. is questionable you know they're making a live action or a a, a, you know a movie a show they're gonna make a movie out of it and i was like of all the movies to make why are you making this one because rashida jones is part of it she co-wrote the script no please no also, um, another book that they stamped Get Out on um, was definitely um, When No One's Watching by Alyssa Cole. See, 
I can see that a I can tad bit that. more. I can see that a tad bit more. But mm-hmm. I do think um, that's the issue. <sighs> gonna, oh, it's our show, so fuck it, we're gonna rant. Go that is it. one of my issues with, um, and one of the reasons why representation matters, why we need more diverse voices, and why when we talk about comps, because you end up having a very small amount of books shows whatever by black creators that actually end up hitting the mainstream mm-hmm. because at this point every, everybody knows get out if they haven't seen it and when you say get out you know exactly what kind of thing you're in for right you're in for social commentary you're in for black characters you're in for something well written you're in for maybe something with a little bit of humor and something that talks about being black in america whether it's it's the in a macro version or a micro version, mm-hmm. right? Like the the horror visited on black bodies or like a nope, having that family legacy and how, you know, you could be lost to history, like how, you know, their grandfather was, mm-hmm. which is great. But it just, what about white horror we have so 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 many horror movies mm-hmm. by white creators featuring white characters that we can draw from and not a ton by oh, black creators mm-hmm. so that's why we talk about diversity representation that's so important why it's maddening when people want to fix their mouth and be wrong about comps <laughs> and uh <laughs> say it with your chest it's <laughs> <laughs> be heated why you know so, yeah, yeah, I mean, coincidence. Coincidentally, though, I think that if Jordan Peele did pick up like option when no one is watching for like a Netflix limited series or HBO, yeah, I wouldn't be mad at it. I think he'd do. Well, we know he'd do excellent. Yeah, and when no one's watching, I'm not. I'm, I don't know if you um read it but i'm gonna just have to pick it up i I have it i have the book it's on my tbr i might just have to pick it up it's decent i thought it was pretty decent thought it was a pretty decent thriller i could have yeah yeah i thought it was a pretty decent thriller um i could have did without like the white guys pov like they could completely do away with the white guys POV. Like I don't think he added too much to the story, except to show that he was down. They could just get rid of his character altogether. You'll see when you read it. Um, but um, everything else, pretty good. I enjoyed it. Mm. That face. <laughs> that face. Well, because... <laughs> It just it made me think about the taking of Jake Livingston and how I really wanted more for that book and wanted more for the author, but I guess the author did as well. Yeah. That was a, a, a tale of the author having to, like, changes being made to the book that mm. essentially made the author leave publishing altogether. That's what happened? Oh, crap. There's some other stuff I'll tell you offline. Mm-hmm. like you know when we're done recording but yeah there's some tea so I'm gonna share it with you because I I'll, I'll share it them, them types of characters they drive me crazy <clears throat> the the wannabe down white characters the I too take the shackles off my feet so I can dance 
head ass characters. Like I mm. not the Mary Mary <laughs> reference. <laughs> not a Mary Mary. <laughs> we totally made fun of our mayor here in Detroit, side Congo, but we totally made fun um of our mayor for trying to act all down. Like by the way, context, um Detroit native well Detroit, I want to say native, sorry. Detroit long-term resident here, born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Um, the city is 86% Black. We have a white mayor who doesn't really care about Black folks until it's time for re-election. And so he likes to pull that whole I too. <laughs> I too have been oppressed. I too oh. am down with the folk. Am I invited to the cookout? And the answer is no, sir. You are yeah. not. You can't even. You can't even come through with the utensils. You really can't. Don't oh. even drive by here, like looking. Don't even swivel your neck. You can't even ask who all gonna be there. Mm-mm. You can't even do that. You definitely can't. Because <laughs> nobody called you. Like nobody called you to tell you what was happening. Um. Well, that's it from me. Uh, those are. Oh, wait, actually, no. I think I have a bonus one. It's gonna sound really weird. And out left field, this is totally unplanned, but I'll say if you liked watching Midsummer, since we spoke about it, if you liked watching Midsummer, I would say then you might like reading The Devil in Silver by Victor Mm. Laval. Just because they both slowly like take you through a descent, like the main character's descent into madness. Yeah. To where you're not sure what's real and what's not. Um both characters are heavily drugged mm-hmm. <laughs> by seemingly well-meaning people. Um, and there's a whole lot of, like, I would say what happened to the main character in The Dublin Silver was a little bit cultish. I would agree with you. And it, it was yeah. against his will, same as the main character in Midsummer. Like, most of what happened was pretty much against her will. She didn't know I what was going on. Somebody. Yeah. Good wreck. I, I, I approve of this message. I approve of this bonus. And all the crazy shit happens during the day and the night. Like, in both right. things. The Devil in Silver was weird, and I, I actually really liked it. I did, too. I liked it that the author did their own audiobook. I appreciated that. I don't think I got a chance to listen to it. I think I just read it. I think the audiobook's on script, so oh, you nice. should be able to just I, I recently read like re-upped on my membership. Remember, I cut it off for a minute. Yeah. I couldn't do it no more. I think I went two months and was like, mm-mm, take me back. <laughs> Please take me back. Um, any bonus from you or are we ready to wrap this mother up? I mean, I think we're ready to wrap this mother up. I don't really have anything else to recommend. Um, well, I guess... Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's always something. It. You're like, well... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to say, aside from what we're reading for our book club, mm-hmm. what are you reading? Yeah. Oh, child, what am I not reading is the oh, question. Okay, give us one. <laughs> Don't give right. us a whole list. Um, so let me, I think I'm reading another horror book, um, which is The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher. I'll, I'll, I'll just stop at the horror there. Um, ah, if you okay. if you never heard of it, um, for those listening, a woman discovers a strange portal in her uncle's house that leads to 
this other world with monsters and creepy shit that stalk her and her friend. And she's grown, like divorced (laughs) and everything. So that's some weird, it's like how, like I think I've mentioned it before too, like saying it's House of Leaves meets the Wayward Children series. Ah, okay, I feel you. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. What are you reading? Uh, In and out of Gideon the Ninth by Mm Tamsinir. I'm enjoying it, but it's too easy for me to put down. Mm-hmm. So my eyes are swiveling to the Ballad of Perilous Graves. Which I'm I reading that got. too. <laughs> so my eyes are, you know, yeah. the Ballad of Perilous Graves is looking real fine right now. Because mm-hmm. again, it's just too easy for me to put down. Yeah, I need something that engrosses me right now at this time, at this stage. My life. Yeah, I'm gearing up for um, giving some books a second. And in some cases, a third chance. Um, Books I was just like, nope, 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 immediately no. Or I just had to put it down. I couldn't really get into it. So I'm working on like a second chance TBR. Um, One of the books you'll be very happy to note is Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. (laughs) We'll talk offline. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> my face was scrunched up, girl. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. Um, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Horror Host Support Group podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter under Horror Host Support Group, host spelled H-E-A-U-X. And if you mm-hmm. want to join our book club, just click the link in the description on our Insta and you're there. You can find Amanda and learn all about her work on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under the under the name Amanda the Author, these spelled with two E's, and on Twitter at Amanda the Author with just one E. You can also find me, Samara, on the same platforms under the name Samara Reads 2. And don't forget to check out my indie book box at uh, fifthhousecollective.com. We've got a new one coming out in October. It's a surprise. And if you want to get the link to pre order, you need to join our email list. So just go to the website and join the email list, and you're there. Um, so I guess we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.